Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. We are back with another episode of the Talk On Podcast, and we are here to talk about the best team in all the land, Liverpool Football Club. I'm your host, Joey Vishney, and please excuse the congestion. It's been single-degree weather over here in Chicago. Painter got hit by a bomb cyclone. Apparently, we're naming weather now over here. Cold weather. It's just a blizzard. It's just a simple blizzard. But uh, Painter got hit by it, so he's probably, I don't know, electricity's probably all off, and he's just stocking up with a lot of canned goods. Got the other boys with me tonight. We got the California guys who have no idea what snow is like at all, uh, and they're just living it up over there. We got Jeff Hallett and Ali Reza Garamani. Jeffrey, what's going on? Yeah, what snow? Like when when yeah, water right. comes out of the sky, I think we've adjusted to that. But this whole f- when it freezes, haven't seen it yet. Pretty ridiculous over here, Ali. We, we can't even drive when it rains, so I could only imagine what happens when it snows. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous over here, snowing on the way home. It's actually pretty. I know it sounds ridiculous, and I'm saying that, but I actually like it when it snows over here, um, and it just makes it the best summer city in the world for a reason. But let's just go and switch over to another city now, Liverpool. Played at Anfield. What a win. Unreal. Had to score four to get all three points in this match. But, I mean, for the neutral, it was just an unbelievable match to watch. It's a memorable one for both sets of fans. Anfield was rocking for sure. Uh, pretty much just a lot of good performances. So I'll just I'll name you know just a couple of, of key performers in the game. Let's, uh, let's just go Chambo. Robertson, Emre, Wijnaldum, Mo Salah, Firmino, Mane. Matip had a pretty good game. I'd say Joe, except for one mistake, had a pretty good game. Yeah, I'd say pretty much everyone had a good game. Um, I know a lot of people were chewing out Karius a bit. Uh, I happen to think once we get into it, we'll talk about it. I might have a different point of view. But just general thoughts on the game, Jeff, what would you think? On the day, masterful performance. Liverpool had their backs up against the wall, had your best player sold to Barcelona. You know, the wave of emotions that the entire supporters have been dealing with from here comes the long-promised centre-back and Van Dijk to, oh, geez, Coutinho's going the same week. Boy, that's depressing. So it's been kind of up and down for Liverpool Nation. So it was really up to Klopp and the team to make a statement, as they've said, and they did. City record of not winning in 15 years. Now it's 16 at Anfield and couldn't be more impressed with the performance you saw from top to bottom, as you said. I mean, for everyone except for Lovren, because he just does <laughs> Lovren things every match. But the emergence, Allie. the emergence of, Sorry, of uh, no worries, the emergence of Oxley Chamberlain, you know, he is obviously comfortable and Bobby doing what Bobby does. And Mane and Salah. I mean, it's just, it's the new... The Fab Four, yeah, I think that at the Beatles. Now that Coutinho's gone, um, it sucks. But, you know, what? we'll go ahead and get into Coutinho and, and Van Dyke in a little bit. But Ali, taking three points off of Champions-Elect, they are no longer the Invincibles. And Jeff just pointed it out, you know, we had a couple of key players step up, just like uh, Ox, you know, and he, he stepped up big time today for us. 
what's really funny is you know how we had uh, Jack Sessions from the Purely Arsenal podcast come on and kind of tell us about Ox and how he thinks he's just an average player. Well, it's Ox who pretty much saved them the invincible title, so he can thank know, them right? later yeah. for that, right? Ox had a really good game. I thought he was strong. I, I think uh, the reason why City is so good and why Pep plays um, the way Pep plays is he spreads out the the center backs, the defense spreads everything out in the the midfield and and uh, forwards stay compact together, and they're just really hard to mark. And I think it was going to be a big bit, uh, midfield game, and I thought our midfield just did so well to deal with it. And I think Ox led that run. He did so well. I think he had the most touches out of anyone um, on our team against City, and, uh, and that first goal was just – it kind of reminded me it's, – it's weird, but it reminded me of the goal Gerard had against Inter Milan, remember, in the Champions League? Yeah, running through the middle, yeah. Yeah, it just reminded me a little bit of that, but I thought Ox was so good. Yeah, and before we move on from Ox, Jeff, it's it's clear that he wants to play as a center midfielder. He said it you know, in interviews plenty of times. I think he just said it again where he likes playing in the middle of the park. Klopp's given him a chance to do that. Yes, it, you know we wouldn't be upset to see him out wide, but he's really trying to make this role his own at least for the next six months. You know, Keita comes in. You know, you never know how things get get shaken up in there, but he's really trying to stake his claim in the first eleven right now, without a doubt. And it's a question whether we're even going to be seeing Keita by the end of January if we're going to be waiting till June, as the chairman just reinforced today. Yeah, I mean Ox. Put a player, a quality player like him with the speed, the pace, the athleticism that he does in the position he wants most. I mean, hopefully you'll see the same thing from Coutinho. I know we're going to get into that conversation, but as he goes to Barca and looks to back up Iniesta, you you see the same thing with Ox. He he wanted to play a certain place. He's comfortable where he is, and he he bossed the park. Just as Ali said, he really set the tone. Liverpool getting that first goal means all the difference with that attack, and he got it. And the rest is history, as they say, for the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, look, KDB is one of the best midfielders in the in the league or in the world. Like he's he's a top player, and Ox pressed the shit out of him and just didn't let him have, you know, all the space and all the time that he usually does. Yeah, we had a lot of players who stepped it up and impressed well, and we'll go ahead and get in the defense in a second. But Ali, just in terms of the overall game, I mean. Liverpool aren't really used to giving up that much possession, especially at Anfield. You know, Man City had pretty much 65% possession, but it just showed how good our off-the-ball work was and then using our counterattack and our speed to just decimate their defense. Yeah, and I think it was a lot to do with just individual duels throughout the park. You saw Robertson just destroy Sterling, had him in his pocket. I think Sterling had three uh, take-on attempts. and He didn't complete one dribble past right. Robertson. Right, and yeah. I haven't seen that in, this, uh, <laughs> in the season yet. I think uh, Chan put Gundogan in his pocket. Salah just scared the living shit out of Delph and Otamendi. I think everyone on the pitch just did what they had to do against the people they were playing against, and I think that was a huge, huge factor. Everyone except for Lauren. Uh, Lovren. Lauren. <laughs> Lovren. Yeah, yeah, Lovren. Uh, I'll just go ahead and right now and talk about the defense, the back five. Jeff, a lot of people would we'll start at the very back. A lot of people were complaining about uh, Karius's performance. It seems like Klopp might be trying to to stick with Karius at least for the rest of the season, just to see if he can step it up. I mean, maybe not fully for the rest of the season, but in terms of you know trying to let him get on a run right now, because if he can show a little bit of form, maybe he can build on that. And then if not, I mean, it's I think it's clear we need a top top keeper, but maybe. Karius is now just fighting for his backup spot, potentially, if he doesn't perform the next, you know, however many games Klopp gives him. It's true. And this is the first 
series of games that he's had in a while uh, for going back at least a year, I guess. Uh, so yeah, he he's, it's one of two things. It's either him signaling like he did with, you know, I've got the best center backs in the world. I don't need alternatives with Lovren when we were, all of us were hoping for Van Dyke to walk in through the door. I don't know if it's one of these where I'm going to pick a keeper and that's it through the end. If he's like, sunshining because Allison's going to walk in that door. I've still got hope of that. Or <laughs> he really needs to commit to a keeper and it makes a lot of sense that he would. So yeah, I mean, Karius made a mistake as he said in the, on that first goal with Sané, but so did Gomez. So did Lovren. <laughs> they, they, they love to make mistakes. Um, but that first goal, you know, it was what it was for the rest of the game. You saw a good recycling of the ball. You saw, him as a pass option, which Mignolet hardly is ever. So all of the other parts of his game that you appreciate over Mignolet, Karius brought in this game. And I think as he builds his confidence, you know, understands what his form is, you're going to see him improve week to week. I'm hoping anyway. If not, got a bearded guy from Roma that's for sale. Well, here. you know what what's going on, right? So when VVD came in against Everton, you could see VVD was demanding the goalie to come out a lot and quickly. So I think Klopp realized that and said, okay, look, Mignolet, we've seen a lot of him. I think his time is done. We're going to give Karius the the rest of the season to play. And uh, I mean, uh, Jurgen Klopp even came out and said, look, it's it's Karius' spot to lose now. We're going to give him a run of games. So I think basically this is his tryout to see if we're going to sign another goalkeeper. If Karius does well, he's going to be number one next season. If he doesn't do well, we're going to go get Roma's keeper and so on. Yeah, exactly. And just like you said, VVD coming in, let's go ahead and talk about Van Dyke since we're on the subject of the defense. Ali, $75 million. He is the record signing for a defender in the history of the game. Uh, pretty unbelievable. Um, I mean, we, we've been obviously linked to him for a long time. Everybody's known what the deal was with the, the tapping up in Southampton and et cetera, et cetera. But to finally get a player like this, it does feel monumental, doesn't it? It's huge. He's one of the, I guess, one of the only center backs that consider world-class in the Premier League. There's a couple, but I mean, to get him over City, over Chelsea, over teams that wanted him, that's it's insane. And it shows you how good and how big of an effect Klopp has. We've gone a long way since Brendan was trying to make Jared phone Tony Cruz to try to persuade him to come over here. So we've come a long way to persuade some of the best talents. And VVD could have easily gone to Manchester City and collected a winner's uh, medal right away. You know, so it's it's pretty insane that we have this guy. And look, this guy, I'm a, I'm a old. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm getting old, and I'm not a child anymore. But this guy has made me feel like a child on Twitter. All I do is tweet about him. I'm just super <laughs> super excited to have VVD part of our squad. He's a massive massive human being. Have I you mean, seen like, him? You see the picture next to him with Kara? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got a massive like his head is like as big as Kara's like entire upper body. It's ridiculous. Like the guy is just a unit, and he clearly is is going to help out with a lot of what Liverpool needs, Jeff, and that's both on the attack and, you know, in defense in terms of his aerial presence, uh, whether it's defending or attacking as he showed already in the uh, game against Everton. Actually, quick shout-out to Everton. Um, now Liverpool, what is that, 16 unbeaten against them, longest in the 130-year th uh, <laughs> history. So quick shout-out to Everton Football Club, School of Science. Keep going. Uh, we, so... Just it's it's not just 
necessarily what he he brings Jeff in terms of physical traits, like I was just saying, but he gives the club a boost. Like this is it's going to lift the dressing room. It's going to make everybody else play better around him. And it's just, again, just such a massive signing. Yeah. It's the classic clop move. It solves multiple problems all in one signing. So you've got essentially a protective layer in front of Karius to allow him to audition in full. Can he handle the job or not? He's going to marshal that entire back line, which hasn't been done. That's what we've all been begging for. And then, you know, just his, you know, work on the ball, his confidence on the ball, which is the polar opposite of Lovren, as we know. And <laughs> you got Clavon and his funny little tricks around the ball, his turns left and right. So he's got it all. He's got set piece capability to either give or receive, because obviously one is <laughs> one and only game with that forehead of his. So he can give them, he can receive them, he can boss the back line, which we need. And like I said earlier, it's just it's all about providing some leadership, not just to left back, right back, and his center back pair and Mati, which I think Mati, but we all been saying it, he's gonna perform better next to Van Dyke. It's just likely to happen. For lack of leadership, you're gonna see better performance from him. I'd be willing to bet a paycheck on it. But, you know, certainly the, f- the layer in front of Karius, it's going to give him his best audition for being the number one choice keeper. Yeah, and exactly. He's, he's, he's going to make everybody better. He's going to make his partner next to him better, the keeper, everybody. And, you know, it, he's one piece of the puzzle in that back five. We don't know how many necessarily are set yet, but he is, he could be the potential captain. He could be the main piece in that back five that that makes it all click and makes it all work. So, Jeff, I know you just said you thought it was going to be Mati for sure. Um, out of the two that were, were just playing in the in the game against City Alley, do you think it's one of them? Do you think it's Clavon, uh, at least for the remainder of the season? Who do you think is going to go ahead and pair with VVD? I know that it was Matip in the Everton game, but that that was a cup game. That wasn't a, that wasn't a Premier League game. It's going to be Matip for sure. I think so. Do you think they're going to pair well together? Because a lot of people have said they they do somewhat, or they're whether you know Matip has lived up to maybe what he was before in the Bundesliga, um, and at least in terms of zero presence. But they're kind of they do a lot of the, the, a lot of similar things. They're good with the ball at their feet. They're they got a nice uh, touch to them, a uh, nice pass. They're good in the air. I mean, so do you think they'll mesh well, or do you think that we need to bring somebody else in eventually to replace Matip? I think eventually, after we get all the signings that we desperately need right now, we need a continual replacement at center defensive mid, and we need a goalkeeper if Carries doesn't turn out to be what we want him to be. So after that, then I think we can look at another center back. But for now, I think VVD and Matip are just fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope so, because Matip, getting him on a free and just having him be that potential starter for us you know, when healthy is, is the key, key phrase there, because he, he has been a little injury prone. That's true. But, but you know, I, I do think just do you remember watching the Everton game, like how scared they were every time VVD went up for a set piece? I think that's going to free open space for Matip as well, because we saw Matip. I hope he was so. decent we talk about in the Matip Bundesliga, every week. right? He was decent in the Bundesliga off set pieces, but it literally has been god awful since he came to Liverpool. So I think this might help a little bit. They might be too worried about VVD and open some space up for him. Yeah, and even having <laughs> Gomez, if he plays right back, having those both all three of those guys back there coming up for set pieces that's and Ox definitely delivered, so 
Yeah, right. He he actually I didn't I actually didn't know Ox was that good at set pieces, but he has been so far for us. So before we wrap up the the back five, uh, we do got to give a shout out to Robertson. Oh my God, Jeff just did an excellent game. Uh, Moreno has been having a great season, but that might be one of the better performances from a left back that Liverpool have seen in a while. And and what what's the word on Twitter? He's like still pursuing the city bus at this point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he was, that was insane. <laughs> He was insane. I mean, it didn't matter if we were going forward, staying in the middle of the park, or defending that back line. He just would not leave anyone alone. I'm sure Brian Painter, wherever he is, frozen in a block of ice, is smiling somehow. Just such tenacity on the ball, with or without the ball, going forward, like I said, defending his own half. He is excellent with crosses. He is developing a rhythm with the rest of the frontline attack. It's just a monster performance it makes you wonder what the hell happened at Hull City (laughs) like and you know like something we've been talking about quite a bit is the betting in that Klopp is able to do what they what he's done with Ox to get him in such a comfortable state you know obviously some mix of talent and betting in that led to Salah and Mane adjusting as well as they have but with Robertson you know everybody's kind of scratching their heads through Moreno's Re, you know, reclamation of his career at, at Anfield, you know, wondering when are we going to see Robertson? Will we ever see him? And lo and behold, an injury happens and it looks like it was his job all the, all the while. I feel so bad for Moreno because he's been playing really, really well for us before the injury, just one bad game against Sevilla, but Robertson just came in. And I think Klopp's done really well to, to work with both of them to get them, you know, set up correctly. And Robertson came in at the right time, I think half the season gone and he's coming in just to prove a point. And I think they're making each other better. I don't see any two better left backs in the league than, than the pair that we have. Good shot. Yeah. There's just, there's something about him. It, it just seems like he gets it. And maybe it's just because he, he was thrown into two very, very huge games. I mean, you get thrown against the, against Everton in the Derby and, you know, in a cup game an elimination game, that's a big game. And then you follow that up with City two huge games and he has two of his best performances maybe ever of his career and that Liverpool have seen from left backs in a long time there's you know some of the quotes he comes out with there's just something about Andy Robertson that makes you feel like he belongs at Liverpool Football Club I don't know he just he he gets it he gets what the the club means to the city and and what it's all about and so you know, we, we've been shouting Albie's name for a while here. We all love Albie. I would not mind if Albie started again. I'm just happy to see Andy Robertson perform the way he has because I'm excited to see what he could be for us potentially in the future. So really excited with how he's been performing. And, um, you know, it's just it's like you said, I can't believe we have two competent left backs after this long. It's taken this long. So um, we'll go ahead and move up the pitch a little bit. Ali, Emre Jean. Contract issues, we don't really know exactly what's up yet. Uh, we think he may potentially still sign for us, but regardless of the situation, that was a monster performance from him. Reports came out saying that he was ill before the game and he still played. There was a chance that he wouldn't. I'm really happy he did because he had a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 performance for me. Um, even talking about his contracts, maybe going potentially going to Juve, he just came out today saying that nothing's done yet, so there's still a chance that he'll stay. I'm begging, I'm hoping that, I'm praying that he'll stay because he will, he's one of my favorite and underrated players. I think a lot of people give him stick because he holds the ball too long and doesn't pass it the way Henderson passes it, but I think he does everything 
at the right time. Sometimes he misplaces a pass and that's all people could remember. But in this game, I think he absolutely bossed the midfield and he was just a powerhouse that we needed. Usually in the 70th minute, he's when I think he's the best player on the pitch is because he just drives the ball forward when no one else can. So I think Emery John just had an insane performance for us. Yeah, he just shows leadership as well on the pitch. He's he's just he has a presence definitely out there, and and you you know you know you've played Emre after the game for sure um, from a physical side and just you know make having himself making himself known. So uh, big Emre fan, Jeff. I know that you know you wish Henderson was out there in that sixth role instead of Emre. Um, <laughs> I know. So of course, uh, I know. after a performance like that, you've got to be really upset. Yes, just crying. Now, how about the Instagram post that's been floating around, you know, Lovren for all the making fun of we're going to give him on this pod. He posted a pic of himself, Jeannie, plus Jean, and you had Sturridge and Albie both giving him congratulations. A lot of money bags, emojis used. I don't know if that, like, and they were photographed in Liverpool gear. Why would he post that if those money bags were for Juve? So I'm hoping that... Yeah, hopefully, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I pray every night to Liverpool gods that, <laughs> <laughs> that John will come back because, I mean, for where are you going to find that kind of talent, center defen- defensive mid talent for less than 50 million pound? It just ain't going to happen for the kind of performance he puts in and puts out, plus all the the development and part of our philosophy of developing when they're younger and into the finished product, you want to hold on to these talents and no one's better on our roster. I mean, that was our first choice 11 short of Lovren that we saw versus City. Yeah, and someone else I wanted to highlight really quick before we moved on, Ali, was Genio Wijnaldum. He tends to show up in, in the big games. I know he can be a little inconsistent sometimes, but there's something about him loving a big game and and you know playing well against City. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, you were never going to sit that guy out, City at home, am I right? <laughs> right, yeah. I thought he would actually score this game. He, I thought he was silently also one of the best midfielders on the on the pitch today. Um, just going about doing the business and pressing with the entire team. I, I feel bad for whoever's doing all the pressing stats because I know it's going to be really hard. We just pressed the shit out of City off the park today. I feel like that was maybe our most intense game that I can remember watching just the off the ball work. I think it's because city had so much of the possession maybe, but it was just nonstop. It was so exciting. Again, I'm sure the neutral had an, an amazing showing um, and, and love that game. Um, but let's go ahead and let's, let's get to the absolute butter of the roster. The front three, just <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous men up there, up top. Oh my Lord. Just where do we even start? Let's, I guess we'll go ahead and start with, Bobby Firmino, since he's the best player alive. Bobby just recreates that that Fowler goal. Bobby Fowler up there um, just shoves him up. Not, not even shoves, just bodies him. Completely body stones off the ball. And just what a perfect finish. I thought, was it Walker running back on the backside or Danilo? I thought just the second hits the ground, just skips off, hits the post and goes in. And what, what a game he had as well, Jeff. I mean, just he's, he's Bobby Firmino as our number nine. Yeah, and he's become a kung fu kick. That's him. That's what I'd love to do at the end of my good days. I uh, love seeing him do that and throwing the shirt off. Not weird that way, but wow. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> everything that we've seen from time zero under Klopp. He does all the off-ball work. I mean, the, the man is like making a tackle 
in his own penalty area, in front of his own goal, then sprinting down on counter, then delivering the ball with perfect touch to Salah, to Ox, to whomever. I mean, what a wonder. As if, I mean, those of us on this pod, people listening to this pod, needed Carr to write that article. Like, this dude is so valuable. Pay attention to him. But I, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's not obvious. It still isn't obvious, and it's probably a good thing for say all the Spanish clubs. It's crazy because he he'll go and make a tackle. It seems like he's like a really good defensive mid somehow because he always comes back and makes a great tackle and then starts our attack again. And then he still keeps up with the two fastest players that I've ever seen, Salah and Mane. I just don't understand how he does everything. I'm convinced he would be the best number six and midfielder like we have right now. I'm I'm still convinced like he would be that good, even if you put him back. Even I mean, the deepest lying role in the midfield. He is that he's just he's a he's a football player, he's a soccer player. You fucking he just he gets it. He's so tactically aware no matter where he is on the pitch. And just he's just a, he really has a footballing brain and he's just what a player. Like I'm I feel like this year people are finally getting to notice Bobby Firmino that aren't Liverpool fans, maybe just because it's the numbers he's been putting up because he's had some great numbers this year. But, you know, people are starting to notice how good this guy is. He's arguably the second best, third best striker in the league right now. It's crazy. I think in the last 637 minutes, he's had seven goals, three assists, which is around 64 minutes per goal or assist, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. And, I, and they've been I, in big games. So, yeah, and, you know. and I'm scared that other people are noticing him now because he's going to be off to Barcelona soon. Well, what was that what Was that freaking thing that was showing up? We Liverpool want to give him a contract for like the remainder of his Liverpool career. Oh, my career. God. Like, what I'll, was I'll that? Pay for it. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, uh, yeah, Bobby, I mean, just Bobby Firmino will be Bobby Firmino, and we notice it every week. I'm glad other people are starting to notice it because the guy is just becoming our most important player, maybe not our best player, but our most important player for sure. The way that Klopp likes to play um, Jeff, let's move ahead and, and Sadio Mane, another left footed cracker. Um, I mean, I, I feel like maybe he's lost a little bit of his swag in like the last, I don't know, maybe month or so, I guess maybe, you know, Salah has been doing so well and he just came second to him in the, the African player of the year. And maybe he's feeling a little inferior, but the, the past couple games, you know, he's been sticking out his chest a little bit and he's been playing really well again, which we needed. It's not like he was ever in a really poor run of form, I guess, by his standards, maybe. But he's been showing again, what, you know, what we got in him last summer or, or last year. And, and he's been excellent again in the, the recent games in this unbeaten streak that we've had, too. Yeah. Uh, other than being my favorite part of the new song. Dun, 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 money, money. Um, he, ferocious on the day and in general. Uh, so sure, he may have been playing second fiddle to to Salah and his like historic run. But I mean, that what was it the second goal, second or third goal? I, I can't remember. Guy had like one, two, three seconds to like set and fire, and then there it goes in the top top left, perfect shot. And he was unlucky off the post. You know, he his movement. Yeah, right before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, his movement just dictates defenders and draws people away. It's just, it's a, such a luxury to have both he and Salah in front. I mean, it's what we were salivating about in the summer when we when we picked up Salah. And he's had a healthy season. He hasn't, you know, knock on wood, someone have some wood, hasn't been injured. So we're seeing a lot more of Mane that's good. 
I'm now jinxing it on the pod. Sorry about that. Yeah. Liverpool Nation. I got, I got you. Yeah, yeah, you, you got, got me? You, I got you. We're good. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. we're good. But yeah, I mean, he's invaluable to the link-up play, to the speed. Kyle Walker must be wondering what the hell happened. Fantastic display. Yeah, and Hallie, he's just, you know, with Coutinho out, I'm hoping that maybe he'll take a little bit more of the responsibility of, of the ball at his feet because I don't mind him coming short all the time. Uh, I, I really don't in collecting the ball because he he's really good at charging at the defense. And, you know, you can come up with moments of wonder like that. Like Jeff said, Liverpool's third goal, the, the, the left-footed cracker. I mean, he's just essential to the way we play. And, it, you know, even on a bad day, you, you have to take notice of a player like that on the pitch. You can't ignore him. I think people are giving him too much stick for, you know, how he's been playing. I think, yes, after the City game, after the red card, the the first City game, I think he was a little down on himself. And after that, he made a poor mistake by not not passing in the in the derby. I think all that kind of just like boiled up. But I think him moving to the left side has kind of hurt him a little bit to just open it up for Salah to play on the right. So I think all with all that, you know, taken into consideration, I think he's done really well. And I mean, he came back and proved us why he's still really, really good. I mean, the league has seen him play for Liverpool for one season now. So I think they're figuring out ways to stop him better. So I think that's why it's also allowing Salah to play better on the right side. So I think um, he opens up a lot of space for our other teammates and not not a lot of people see that. Yeah, I don't, you're right. I don't think he played on the left uh, it might have been at, as long back as Salzburg, I think. Uh, he didn't really play much over there at all for Southampton, right? I mean, he'd play striker a little bit, but ne- not too much on the left-hand side. So definitely a change of position is something he has to get used to. And, you know, just we're, we're lucky to have him. And, and he, uh, you know, I love, by the way, how on that left-footed strike, Chambo just makes the best run, just like a perfect run down the side of the box. And he's just like, no, I'm not even going to pass it for a potentially easy goal. I'm just going to have a rip. And so... Glad that Salah scored that. I could not like, believe it. Yeah, if he didn't score that, there would have been some questions asked of that shot for sure. So I'm glad that went in the back of the net uh, and right past Ederson. Um, and then, I mean, we have to mention, obviously, the the player of the season so far, Jeff. Mohamed Salah. Uh, just is, even if he didn't score, he had a phenomenal game. It, again, the front three, the pressing, everyone can talk about everybody pressing the team, but he's bought into the system. He's given... Uh, all of his energy every time he's out there in between the white lines and the guys he's electric and the goal i mean to press to get the initial ball not the greatest pass but gets it back off a beautiful first touch off the the terrible ederson pass and then that doesn't even look up just knows where it is and it, it was just it was beautiful it's a beautiful goal and most of continues to be the player of the season for us yeah, it just reminded you of like Suarez or Alonso, that that kind of like, like I'm going to make the keeper that's been cheating forward, make him pay for cheating forward. And it's funny it, for all of the stick that Karius has been getting, Ederson, did he, does he get much? Maybe we're not tuned into City Nation, but doesn't seem like he's taking as much heat as Karius for, you know, missing the first goal. Oh, I look at City Nation and everyone's saying pep out on Twitter. Some of the idiots. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> They're just as stupid as our lore. Um, yeah, so with, with Salah, I mean, I'm like practically facing the East right now. I'm going to convert. Uh, Islam is is what I'm doing <laughs> from here on out because it's working for him. And I, so thinking about this, I think we've got the most skilled, you know, athletic and nice 
frontline attack. I mean, there's no one. There's no Ronaldo. There's no one. No one with the insane well, ego. I don't know about nice. I think Firmino's a porn star. He literally reminds me of one. So I don't know. I love him. But I, I how does that make him less nice? He yeah, he's, he's such a weirdo. <laughs> I love it. Just because he's got. I think he's been teeth. carded by the way the most times for excessive celebration out of anybody in the league. I think since he's been in the league, and that's maybe my favorite stat that he's that I've seen. <laughs> As it should be. Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's again. It, Ali Salah just he's I don't know if it was getting Egypt into the World Cup that really set his confidence alight it's not like he ever really lacked it I know on Chelsea he was just so young and never really got the the chance but ever since he's been in this side he has this quiet confidence about him and even in his celebrations he just knows he's like yeah I'm this good like I I just I know I'm this good and I'm going to continue to perform at this level. He is a big 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 time player. Like 15 of the 24 goals he scored has either equalized or been the go ahead goal. That's, That's insane. So it's not just like oh consolation goal consolation goal. He's every single goal has always been just a just a moment where we need him. So he's he's just a big big time player for us. Yeah and it's it's tough when you have a good amount of money and don't reinvest it in the the right players a la Suarez when he left. Um, and somebody that we're going to get into in just a second that we just sold for a lot of money, we're going to have to see how we in, reinvest in him. But the price that we paid for Salah, he's just he seems like he's almost doubled that already this season. He's just been... Absolutely electric, and that front three can compete with. I, th- I think this game even showed it maybe to uh, maybe not everybody who watches Liverpool all the time that Liverpool's attack is for real and can contend with anybody in Europe. I mean, they're they're still in the Champions League. Not saying they're going to go far, or they're going to make a huge run, but their attack is good enough to compete with anybody in the in all of Europe. And so. I liked how City fans noticed that, and they were class about their loss. Um, they they just you know knew Liverpool had a had a great game. I will say though, Jeff, that I was you know you wouldn't be a Liverpool fan if you didn't have a little little pee in your pants when they started coming back. Uh, you know, it seemed like it was so typical Liverpool for them to concede a couple of those goals, and with the good, there is the bad. So we got to talk about it a little bit. Um, I mean, we conceded goals late, and it it just it felt like we were going to draw. So lucky to see that one out, but maybe talk a little bit about any of those goals that, that we ship. Well, four, <sighs> four shots on target, three goals, never a good stat. First Gomez, he's going to learn flight of the ball. So I, I don't blame that as much. I mean, it's part of his necessary learning curve. And obviously the team was able to overcome it that early, but Lovren, I mean, the, the man just, <laughs> Does not know how to defend. He's got a catastrophic mistake that leads to a goal, it seems, every time he walks on the pitch. And, yeah, that third third goal, the, the Gundogan goal, was hilarious. And even on the second, he was, you know, it, out of position. So what can you do? It, City's got quality. They're going to score. But had Van Dyke been in that game, I, I bet you we would have shipped one to two less than we ultimately did. So that, that was a huge loss. Yeah, that's the hope, right? That's the hope that the big guy comes in there and sorts some of that stuff out. Ali, sometimes you have to give credit to City. I mean, the little one-two with, I think it was Silva and Aguero was pretty beautiful um, to get him into the box. And then Gomez actually made a really nice tackle to to stop the initial shot. 
just happened to fall right to Bernardo Silva, who swept it in. So it's it's hard to really blame the keeper or defense somewhat on that play just because City will be City. They have some of the best players in the world, and you know they're bound to get so, you know something going. Um, as far as the the Gondwan's goal goes, though, um, it was some pretty poor defending. Um, definitely L- Lovren did miss the header. Uh, but before that, Lovren was chasing the ball like an idiot and like just falling over. And then he and then he got back into position and just <laughs> he completely whiffed the ball. I don't know how he did that. And going again <laughs> had the chance to just bring it down with five players around him and hit it in, like just side netting. I don't I don't understand how that can happen. Yeah, he ran back, then ran too far past. It looked like he long. tripped himself in the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, let's just note this really quick. We got to give credit because he is now undefeated as Liverpool captain. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I okay, cannot. The, the guy cares. He he loves Liverpool. He wants to do well. I can't, I can't get mad at him. We got a new defender to replace him, so I, I'm just not mad anymore. It's just Klopp's decision not to play him when when VVD's not injured. So I'm I'm okay with it now. Still though, just having him as third, like I would have honestly rather seen Ragnar in this game, just because. It seems like you know Ragnar you know, was just too slow the first time we played yeah. them. Yeah, he got it's he just, got smoked by Jesus. I didn't want to. It's a bad that. game for Ragnar to play, but I think I think I saw this on on Twitter. It was the seventh goal one of our kid right backs shipped out or coughed up this season. I think Gomez. I think in the Hoffenheim game he did the same thing where he just misjudged it's the judged. ball. Yeah, I think at this point he needs to learn how to judge the ball. I, when that happens, you just don't commit all the way. You stand your ground and at least have someone else come support you. You don't just go all the way through <laughs> trying to get the ball. You know, I'm glad at least it's, you know, him out there learning from these mistakes as a youngster, you know, versus, I mean, I guess if we had Klein, it'd be a different story. But I, all I will say is that, you know, I'd rather have him out there learn from these mistakes than not see him progress as a player. So um, I think we're all happy that Gomez is in the starting 11 or at least content with it. Um, in general, he's been pretty good. I thought he had a pretty good rest of his game in general. Um, so our youngsters, you know, they, both of our right backs, hopefully Trent actually might be potentially something else um, someday, maybe in the midfield, but like, it's, I'm glad that we got those guys in because it very exciting to, to watch two guys from, you know, from we've had from a young age. I mean, I know we brought Joe over. Oh, was it from Charlton? Is that who it was? Um, Not, not too long, not too long ago, but, but the fact that he's recovered after that, that injury that he had to his knee just basically shredded his knee and that, that he's come back this strong, super excited to see him and Trent in the future. Um, yeah, I agree. While we're on, yeah, while we're on the topic of, uh, some of the, the negative, you know, the goals, let's just get it out there. Coutinho, uh, we haven't mentioned him much this pod. Uh, <sighs> we just had to get into it really quick just so we can, you know, move on at least and not have to talk about it. Hopefully much more again. I know Ali, you just talked, uh, to the the boys on Canary and Blue, by the way, everyone needs to go listen to Canary and Blue. Uh, it is Football Purists Brazil podcast. It is amazing. With they do a um, lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, Jimbo. It's great. It's, it's it's all really good stuff. So go over and listen to that, Ali. I know you were just on there talking about him a little bit. Um, so from your, you know, after your recent conversation with them, and them being a Brazil podcast, I'm sure you, you know, I know you talked some about how it affect the World Cup. Like what? why does that why does he make that move right now yeah um which is it i get it you know it's his dream club i think everybody knew that uh it's come out as saying the owners didn't want to sell this was klopp's decision 
But did Coutinho really have to go about it this way? I feel like just the way he's leaving kind of leaves a sour taste in everybody's mouth. Well, the thing is, he's been really transparent with Klopp throughout the whole thing. He told him this is the only other club I'll ever want to play for. And his agent obviously pushed him to fake injuries so he wouldn't get injured during the transfer. Um, and it looks like Barcelona might get a transfer ban, so it had to be this summer, this season. So I think this was the only chance that he would get to do it. I think he wanted to do it in the summer, but we you know, asked him to stay, and he did. And I think because of the transfer ban, he had to do it again and just go over there. I've come to terms with it at this point. Look, he I saw a picture of him and his family in the plane, and he just looks so happy at Barcelona. I just can't be mad at him. Um, he's one of the best players I've seen in a red shirt. I've seen three games at Liverpool, and he scored in all three games. So he's just he's got a place in my heart. I'm sad he's leaving because he's going to go on to be one of the best players in the world. But if we were to lose a top, top player at any time, any given moment in our Liverpool, you know, supporting Liverpool careers, I think this is the best time to do it because I think Klopp – has a plan. He can replace him by having other good players in the squad. It's not like losing Suarez this time. And if you think about it, we played Arsenal, we played Huddersfield, Palace, West Ham, Hoffenheim, two times, Everton City, all without Coutinho, and we did do well in those games. So it's it's going to be hard because he does score. What He scores or assists every 75 minutes. He's us, at an elite is, level right now. It's, it's, yeah. at a, it's at a ridiculous level. Like that's That's the only thing that just leaves me so bitter is that you know, I love how he's been playing to the top of his abilities when he's been on the pitch. I think a lot of that has to do with the World Cup coming up. You know, he's already guaranteed in the squad, but just to keep his form up. But I mean, the guy I'm going to be so upset when he, you know, now that he's gone is because he was just an insane player. Like the, he was, he can create a goal out of nowhere. His set piece taking, you know, now that we got the big verge, hopefully that'll boost us a little bit, but in general was outstanding for us, especially this past season, this season and the past season. Um, uh, Jeff, it's, it's a huge blow. We knew he was going to be the heir to Iniesta eventually at Barcelona, whether all the circumstances led for him to be needing to make this transfer. Now it doesn't take away from the fact that a, I'm just naturally upset that he's gone because of how good of a player he was. But B it's like, I just I, I I know was his agent maybe telling him or he's getting bad advice, but just the faking of the injuries and just the way he left, just I might be in in the the section that is just not very happy and finds it maybe a little bit tougher to wish him all the best, I guess, at his next club. Yeah, I mean, if you look, difference between Phil and Suarez when he left. I mean, there was no strike involved. There was no threatened litigation over the contract and Arsenal with the $1 over. So you could, and and we obviously love Suarez at this point. He's, I can wear my Suarez kit after learning the hardcore lesson that I'll never put another player's name on the back of a kit again, short of Doug Leach and Gerard. So like <laughs> he handled it much different and, you know, so there was some agitating from the family, from the agent, from him, from Nike, the website, all that nonsense. I've moved through, and this is part of the benefit of releasing the pod when we are, I've moved through at least 11 of the 12 stages of grief, Phil leaving us. <laughs> I can deal with it now. Um, I, you know, I think you asked on our, one of the, the earlier pods we were supposed to do, uh, what give it three words to describe him leaving. And for me, it started off as fuck off mate or something like that. Now it's just thank thanks for everything. Cause I mean, you can't doubt his quality. You can't doubt his respect as a professional, what he showed, even though he wanted to bail, even though his heart was set on 
playing with all those best players. I mean, that's why he's going there, not just because of the cultural fit, but the best want to play with the best. And of course, he didn't win enough trophies, didn't have enough hardware at Liverpool while he was here. So I, I respect him. He's got to move on. It sucks that we're not going to have his quality in the side, but guess what? We're, we're not for lack of attack talent. So that part is positive. And I want to say two you, you wish him all too. the best. I agree. I want to say two things. I think one one thing should be, look, all of these South American type players, they're going to want to go to Barcelona or Real Madrid or, you know, their dream dream place because of their families as well. But number two, just I, I crunched some numbers before the City game just for this Coutinho pod that we were going to release, but we ended up not releasing. Firmino has a goal and assist every 95 minutes before that game. Um, games with both Coutinho and Firmino, his goals and assists goes down to 75, 79 minutes. And then games with only Firmino without Coutinho, it jumps up to 132 minutes. So I, Coutinho's uh, productivity increased uh, Firmino's pro- productivity. And I think that's a huge loss for Firmino. So uh, I, we need to replace someone that can also help out Firmino because we need him at the top of the, his game as well. We need another Brazilian on the squad, get Allison. But um, the, yeah. the, the, it's a serious point. I get it. Like, without, I get without the enclave, without the culture on the squad, Bobby is going to be more persuaded to bail. So you, you got to have other Brazilians that get along with him. It sounds weird, but in order to keep him, you, you're going to have to surround him with other Brazilians. Or if- Luckily, he's got another weirdo in Alvin Moreno and their <laughs> friends. I love it. <laughs> I freaking love it. But anyways, like yeah. he's... <clears throat> I, I get it. I get why he needed to make the move. I get all your guys' points on, you know, just the culture and South American players and the fact that he wanted to go there. Why wouldn't you want to go play with Leo Messi and, and Suarez and the best players in the world in that city? But don't go and say when you re-sign for five years and go say all those things in the interview. And it's not like it was misconstrued. Like he said those in his native tongue in Portuguese. So it's like it's not like he's it's like when it gets translated, it's in it it's like you know, something completely different. Like the guy said, he wanted to be a legend here. Like he, yes, he was a part of the name, you know, part of the city and everyone loved him. And look, like I'll look back on his time as like, it was like fondly. I won't be upset. Like he's a wonderful player. I'm glad I got to witness him, but I still, I don't know if I can hop on board with just, you know, Oh, I respect him. And I, and you know, I love the guy and you know, good for him for being with us. I just, I just don't but, like the way that he went out of the club. I just, I'm not a fan of it. Think, think about the, just put yourself in his shoes. He's the best player on, on the Liverpool team. He's the best player. Who is he going to learn from? Like when he, he had Suarez and Jared, at least he had people to look up to. At this point in his career, he's not winning trophies and he's the best player at the club. I think that has to do with FSG not bringing in someone, a top talent like Klopp, like earlier on and investing into the squad because he eventually became the best player on the team. And he's like, okay, I don't want to be the best anymore. I want to go learn somewhere else. I get it. I totally get it. But just like, and I know that maybe your agent says you need to sit out, but don't sit out these games when we need you in the side, like just continue to play. And when he was playing, he was playing at a top level. So I don't doubt him for not giving it his always on the pitch, but like, don't fake all these ridiculous injuries. Don't say that in an interview. I know sometimes you just want to say the right thing, but you don't have to say that. Like, again, I, I like I was, you know, I love Coutinho. He was a brilliant player for us. He's a, he was, you know, he is a little magician. He's going to go on and be one of, in my opinion, one of the best five players in the world in the, in the years to come. He's going to be excellent. I just, I again, I just, I can't get on board with like just being 100% okay with how it went down. Anyways, um, gentlemen, positive and negative C index, I guess like besides Van Dyke and Coutinho, because those are pretty obvious 
positive and negative C index in uh, indices. What is it? Indices? Is that what we decided? What we figured out? Positive. Yeah, call it whatever you want. <laughs> painter, shout out to Painter. Positive indices. Indices. Um, what's your positive and negative, Ali? Something that got you out of your seat and excited, and something got you slouching back, and it cannot be Coutinho or Van Dyke. <laughs> all right. So my positive is obviously just Firmino's chip. And then seeing all the videos of, you know, the song that everyone was singing, the Sugar Sugar song, um, in slow motion. (laughs) Got on like a talk show and brought uh, it. It's so funny. I spent like six hours listening to it. And on Thursday, I I still to this moment have not gotten out of my head. I've been driving myself crazy. I can't go outside because all I want to do is sing the song at home. I'm actually going crazy right now. But um, my negative is. Look, I want Karius to do well, and I, I need him to do well, and he just you can't get beat under near post like that. <laughs> it pissed me off so much. Oh, but it was such a nice strike by Son. It was, it was, it was close so and it was fast, nice. but, dude, you don't, you don't get beat under near post like that. I just love Sané too much. I wish we had him. Um, but, yeah, that's you, you can never get beat on near post like that. You, just, you can't let that happen. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you got, man? Positive and negative? Yeah. So my negative is that the, I didn't, did you guys hear the clop sing the clop, <laughs> the cop singing the new song? Cause I didn't No, they're no, too I good for it. Right they're too you good for it. So that's yeah. clearly my negative. Don't be too good for your number one fan in Cork. All right. So like we were <laughs> singing it like a bunch of idiots in at the Dubliner and Tustin, Southern California, come by, check it out. I love that song. I mean, it's right up there with the Suarez song for me and it's short. So <laughs> keep your attention. So that's my negative is that we didn't sing enough of that because to Allie's point, it's in everybody's head. It's even in my girlfriend's head right now. It's fantastic. Um, so that was the negative, the positive. I mean, what's not to love about the attack? It's just the attack, generally speaking, as it has been all year. And I think it will continue to be as long as it keep them together. I mean, Mane and his quality, Salah and his pace, and Oxley Chamberlain, arguably man of the match, the way he, you know, bossed down the middle, got the early goal that started the rest of the attack, and then I'm just in love with Bobby. His kung fu kick, you take off your shirt, I don't care. Yeah, I'm just fanboy right now. Love Bobby for me now. Um, my positive would be, and I'm sorry, Jacko. Um, I just love seeing Arsenal kind of start crumbling. Like I just, <laughs> it's. I mean, just seeing one of you know your rival clubs fighting for that Champions League spot, fighting for theoretically at the beginning of the year the league um, that we both think we can win each year, but we never can. Um, <laughs> it's it's just like I I love seeing that Alexis and probably Ozil are going to leave. That they're continuing to lose. They're now I think like what seven eight points off of a Champions League spot. Um, it's just you know Arsenal fan TV just being able to watch that and just the it's it's kind of just it's i don't want to say it's comforting because that's rude but i definitely don't mind seeing a a rival club um who is just not competing to the level that they should be therefore allowing us to hopefully lock up um uh, a champions league spot my my negative would be uh i got i mean i, I was going to say one. I was gonna I say Aguero scored <laughs> last minute goal. Oh my god, dude. that well, that was kind of tied into what my negative is that, yeah. like, just the conceding late. Like, I, it, I don't care. If, I mean, if we didn't score four goals, we freaking would have gotten one point from that game. <laughs> if people, I get it. Like, we're all on a high. This is great, but the fact that we conceded those late goals, freaking, I was getting so pissed, just yelling at the TV, like, 
just so typical Liverpool. I was convinced they were going to draw that game. So just the the conceding of late goals has got to stop. It's like a it seems like it's a cultural thing. Like we as Liverpool fans, we always feel like we're going to concede and therefore drop points at some point in the game if we don't score a crazy amount of goals. And it's just it's, hopefully Van Dyke coming in will be the start of that process that will change. But it's bad and it's still like it's still in the back of your head all the time. My other negative, I guess, would have been I wish Klopp didn't see um didn't go see Bobby Firmino and and Coutinho's dentist and get get a new new set of, of uh chompers there. I would have liked to seen him keep those old ones just for <laughs> character. So um Klopp got himself some new teeth looking good. Um and the team looking good right now, gents. That's how many unbeaten is that now? What is it? Uh, twenty-two, is it? Well, our, our win streak is five, but undefeated. Yeah, I think you're Unde- right. It's, unbe- it's oh, oh, it, upwards it, of twenty-two. You're right. Something like that, which is just ever since the what is it? Since the Spurs game, since that calamitous piece of crap. Um, but that that's just that's a huge response. That's a credit to Klopp and, and the team, and you know, especially with. Coutinho leaving this week, seeing the, the guys rallied together and show you know everybody who we are without a player like that. And you know, before we get out of here, um, let's just go ahead and you know we did. I don't want to get too deep into it, but Jeff, I mean, we just got a boatload of money potentially when when everything kicks in, if it does, upwards of 140 mil uh, in Coutinho. Name three targets that you'd like to see Liverpool go after right now. Three targets gonna be tough because I, you know, I think we've got maybe one transaction left in us. But let's pretend we have space for two. And I would like to see center back depth. I know everybody's clamoring to get Joe Gomez back there. Brian Painter being one of them. No, thank you, not yet. I mean, he's perfect in the right back right back role. Let's keep him there, but let's get depth that isn't named Ragnar Klavan or. Lovren even for the center back spot. I'd like to see a younger, you know, not a Damonson Sanchez, but the other guy that that, uh, that Spurs picked up in the summer. I'd love to see one backup center back. Could be Jonathan Ta. Uh, looks like we've missed out on a Kanji. Fine. Let's go get Alderville. Isn't he on? Is he going to be a free agent at the end of this year? <laughs> is he out of contract? We, I don't know. I feel we don't like usually we buy high though. He right? is. He is going to be out of contract. We should go get him, dude. We need to. We missed out on him. He was like what twelve mil from for Spurs. We should we should go get that. I, yeah, I mean Jeff Akanji now just went to Dortmund, so um, which is just dumb. Yeah, but well, um, Aubameyang is gonna leave. So yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so the only other that I would throw in that mix is obviously Allison or Allison or however we say it. If Carius can't get the job done in the second half, we're gonna be looking in the summer, and I'd like personnel to be in the door now and let let migs go on his merry way i mean you, you feel for the guy he's got I mean, he already came out and said he needs to look at his future because he wants to be the starting goalkeeper for the world cup right which he will be <laughs> 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 As if he's gonna start a I think a, was that a recording joey uh, laugh like that was some pretty deep laughter <laughs> oh that's good that made me laugh really. just from the gut right there your pairs mate Ah, uh, from the gut. Um, Ali, what about you, man? Like, let's just assuming maybe we, we don't get any or one target. I'll name, I'll name a couple. Three, yeah. Who'd you like I'll to name get? A couple. Go get Allison. Go get Ozil. Go get Brant. Go get Draxler. Go get Lamar. I don't care. Get one of them. 
All right, you pick one of those guys. Who would you want if you could get in this one? I'm, I'm obsessed with Draxler. He's a unicorn. Me and uh, Mark, who follows the Bundesliga and, and the French league a lot, he he's obsessed with them. He calls them the unicorn of football right now. So I would love him. Yeah, Draxler would be great as that, I guess, attacking midfielder role and, and continuous spot. Um, I would just say go go right now. I know that it's un, they won't do it, A, and B, it's unlikely even if they were to, but just go – Throw all your money at Oblak's uh, release clause. Just, just go get him. Just like, just go give give him whatever wages he wants. You know, make him the highest paid player at the club. I don't care. I, I like the idea of the carries experiment. That's fine. But like, let's just say he has a good rest of the season. I still don't think he's good enough to be what we want back there in between the sticks. Like, Minulay goes and Carries becomes the cup keeper. I'm okay with that. You know, and, and I'll let him grow that way. We need a true number one now. Like, we need that. Whether that's Allison and going to get him and paying his release clause or, you know, one of the other top keepers, I would just go throw all my money at, at one of those guys and just do whatever I can right now to go sign a goalkeeper because I think that would change the outcome of the season for us for sure. So violent, uh, it's going to be... Violent agreement on that point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be an exciting rest of the window I think we know we probably won't be getting a keeper right now. Uh, you know, will Keita come over? That's yet to be determined. Uh, will Emre potentially sign a contract soon? That's yet to be determined. Um, so, you know, within the coming weeks, we'll be talking about some of the targets. But the hope is that even if we don't replace Coutinho, I would like to see one body at least come in, someone who can contend for a starting 11 spot. Um, you know, all that crap talk about the mystery man. I don't think that was there ever was a mystery man. But, um, you know, Ali, you you said it. I, I seriously just go get Ozil. I don't even care that you can get him on That'd the team right now. I would want to go get Ozil so bad. I know that he's a lazy piece of shit, but I want him on the team so There's, so bad. Some stats were coming out um, that I think Ozil runs more than Sanchez per ninety in every game. So they can suck on that. I'll, I'll take him. I think uh, <laughs> he he was world class at Wolfsburg and and Madrid. He would only play like seventy minutes for Mourinho at Madrid, but. For those 70 minutes, I thought he was world-class. No one assisted anyone more than he did. So bring him back. I think Klopp will get the best out of him. Yeah, just go get a playmaker. I would, I would love to get Ozzy on the down low. But um, anyways, gents, appreciate you getting on. Good talk. Glad to get the Coutinho talk off our chest and, and hopefully move on from there and, and on a bigger and better things. Uh, amazing unbeaten run right now. Uh, long may it continue. And and Liverpool look the real deal right now. They they definitely look like on their day the, the second best team in England for sure. So uh, looking forward to it, gents. Appreciate you getting on. Ali, where can we find you on Twitter? Ali underscore or Ali G underscore FP. And Jeffrey. Jeff underscore Hallett with two L's and two T's. And I just want to throw in at the eleventh hour here, uh, big thanks to Jimmy Torrijon and the Canary Blue podcast for all the audio help. You know what you helped with. Uh, Jimmy, thanks so much. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can find them at Canary and Blue FP on Twitter. Definitely go check it out, Ali. They, they just came out of the pod. Ali talked about them. Some Coutinho talk. Go check that out at footballpurists.com. Yeah, for the World Cup because they're going to be looking oh, at everything yes. Brazil for the World Cup and get you amped up for it. Going to be really exciting. Uh, fuck. I mean, such a bummer not to see some of the big teams, especially, I mean, not big team, but U.S. in it. That's going to it's gonna suck. It's going to be hard to watch. Um, but anyways, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at jvishni and follow us on Twitter at TalkOnFP. Gentlemen, appreciate you getting on. Hopefully we'll 
talk about some positive news, some more wins, and maybe a new body in the starting eleven um, come the you know the the month. So, gentlemen, appreciate it, and as always, talk home. Talk home. Talk home.